0: Welcome back. So, those of us who are involved in physical culture, there, this is not a new phenomenon to us. Um, we know that if you lift heavy weights, your bones get thicker and bigger and stronger. We know that there's been studies done on postmenopausal women uh, that show that uh, just going out a couple times a week and doing not freakishly heavy, but just very, very light. Um, weighted squats can actually improve their bone mineral uptake in their hips greater than pharmaceutical drugs. So this is this is nothing new to us, but we've never really thought of it in this context. And I never thought of it in this, this context until I was at the last uh, Quest think tank that I get to participate in from time to time, which is a really wonderful thing. And I heard um, Dr. Scott Simonetti talk, and I thought, wow, this is something that people don't really think about, uh, like so many things we don't think about, and that people need to start thinking about, especially if you're raising young children and you want them to have aesthetically pleasing faces, which we all want our children to be, you know, handsome and pretty. Um, you know, I remember one time there was a, a study done on on models, you know, like like, uh, like Christy Brinkley. You know, they, they, what they did was they looked at the face and they said, oh, the ratios of the the, the the forehead to the bridge of the nose, the bridge of the nose to the lip, the lip to the chin, uh, from the middle of the nose out to the eye, they, they had all these ratios. And what they found out was that the more symmetrical and well-balanced the face was, the prettier, the more attractive we think uh, people are. Well, what if you could actually change that? And and even though you're 60 or 50 or 40 years old, what if you could actually change that now? Wouldn't you want to do it, and especially if it didn't require surgery? Welcome to the show, Dr. Scott Simonetti. How you doing, man?
1: Great, Carl. Thanks for having me on. First of
0: all, all, I, I want to tell you something. On the air that I didn't tell you when we met because you know I did not want to uh, act like a schmo, but you're really quite brilliant—not just on this type of stuff here, but the things that 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 you put a lot of thought into. So I have a great appreciation for your intelligence. Number one.
1: Well, that means a lot coming from a few. Thanks
0: a lot for that. All right. So, so I wanna I wanna start from the beginning, right? We can't talk about this unless we evoke a discussion about evolution and how our jaws have changed over millions of years, right?
1: Yeah, it really goes back to when there's first evidence of not only cooking food, but having tools to process food, maybe about 2.6 million years ago. Uh, stone tools used to tear the meat off, off the bones and, and process roots. Uh, and at that point, it's interesting, that's when um, some of the changes were noticed when you go back to on the skull records and... People have looked for looked at skulls for going back uh, over two million years, and the bigger changes has come when food uh, started to be cooked. Um, You know, probably approximation around six hundred million years ago to three hundred million years, three hundred thousand million years ago. um, There was there was the idea that cooking started to soften soften the food, and when the food started to be um, soft, not only was the chewing strain decreased in, in people who started cooking food and, and heating it and, and mashing it up and making it smaller, making it easier to chew. But the bite forces actually decreased, they noticed also. So um, some interesting experiments that they've done, um, you know, without uh, having um, humans involved, that they've done them on uh, hyrax of monkeys. And what they did was in growing monkeys, they gave them the same exact diet um, and one set of monkeys, they microwave the food to make it soft, and the other set they ate it basically raw. And what they showed was the the development of the monkeys was very different, um, and especially in their jaws. So these are modern experiments that some people have done. Uh, David Lieberman, out of um, Harvard, who's written Evolution of the Human Head, who's got some great information on this. And uh, so there's there's evidence now. There is definitely changing to the, for, for making things smaller, uh, both the maxilla and the mandible, upper and lower jaw, because of things that are getting, have getting softer, and this is evolutionary. But what's happening now is there's an acceleration of this, this evolutionary change, this epigenetic change is happening now in more recent times, maybe four or 500 years only, when food processing has been, has been started and most of the, these canned foods and everything is soft and mushy, not only are the chewing strains in modern humans dramatically changed, but the amount of time we're chewing has dramatically decreased. So modern humans, all of us spend only a fraction of the time and maybe 25, 30%, 40% of what man did only 10,000 years ago. And if you can imagine using something only a fraction of how we're designed to use it, you can imagine the changes that would, would occur. And so that's what we're seeing right in front of our faces, if you will, on the whole planet as people suffer from malocclusion, crooked teeth, impacted third molars, breathing disorders, um, asymmetry of the face, uh, things that you, you mentioned, um, you know, things that are considered a beauty in society. Historically, um, Stephen Marquot came up with the Marquot mask, and um, he 's a plastic surgeon and it 's basically a mask that um, using using a golden ratio uh, is able to go over any person 's face who would be considered a beautiful face all the way back from antiquity. Uh, this mask uh, will, will fit over the face of, of anyone we consider beautiful and it 's because Beauty really is written is with um, it's in, is we're programmed to notice these things. We're programmed to notice symmetry and width because generally this type of person is not just beautiful; that they're healthy and they're more able to have healthy kids. And that's what that's what it's about. It's about us, you know, propagating our DNA um, to the next generation. And um, so we've run into a little bit of a problem in the last few hundred years. And, that the fact that all of our food supply is just just terribly soft, and um, especially in growing kids, uh, these studies that they 've done on on the animals they 're growing animals and it 's very drastic in, in a growing animal the change uh, between someone who chews um, enough or raw foods versus say soft cooked foods uh, where the not only the chewing forces are decreased but the chewing time so it 's obvious in some of these studies with animals in the growing animals but the interesting part that um, we 've started to stumble upon now is that uh, change is possible in so-called non-growing um, so called well, non growing adults so i don't,
0: i don 't want to get into that yet I, I got a lot of questions for you so is there is there any transgenerational epigenetic inheritance of this because we 're seeing children um, very young children so so I, I did a show probably five or six years ago about the occurrence of of uh, Sleepiness in class, ADHD-like symptoms associated with uh, mild, uh, mild to moderate obstructive sleep apnea in young children, and they attributed this to a narrowing of the jaw, a narrowing of the palate, a narrowing of the airway. And the, the surgery for this is is horrendous. These kids have to go for several surgeries over time to open up the jaw, to open up the palate. Mm. Um, but but uh, is it is it is that transgenerational? Is the the parents have been eating, been eating soft food? The ba- the the baby is programmed. Oh, the environment has soft food. We don't need this big jaw.
1: Well, it's well, it's, it's partly both. It's partly the it's epigenetics. So epigenetics is the way our genes act with the environment, and based on different environmental signals, our genes are told to do different things, and that's essentially epigenetics, and that's. That can change in someone's lifetime. However, that's also um, heritable. That can be passed down to right. offspring. So um, what, just like if a, mo- a mother smokes, uh, when she's pregnant, generally the child will most likely have asthma because you're telling the unborn fetus that the, uh, the environment's not healthy, the air is not good quality, and they're hypersensitive when they're born in their lungs, and that's asthma. So uh, similar things that have been shown during famines over the course of right. um Wars where um, the the, uh, the next generations, n- then no, they're not thin; they're actually obese because yeah, they yeah. again have we their. We uh, we
0: actually just did a show about this. Not only the fact that they're programmed to be more obese because they believe the environment the child is being born into is scarce. But also the 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 rate of depression is 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 like fivefold higher than the general population. So no, I, I get we we actually just did a show about this. This is the thing
1: you're no, talking that's, about. That's great. That's yeah. that's good timing. There's another interesting study about epigenetics and the power of it is a study they did on rabbits years ago where they um, took away all vitamin A um, in, in their the, uh, diet and the um, the first offspring were born without um, without um, working eyes. Uh, so then they they put the vitamin A back in the um, diet so the base of the mo- of the mother and the next round of rabbits were born um, with seeing again. So essentially the environment uh, was being told, well, you don't, there's no retinol, you don't need uh, vitamin A, and the, the babies were born without eyes. So and that that's was amazing. reversible. So that's just an extreme example of what they've seen when you give the environmental signals, whether it be nutritional or whether it be air quality, whether it be mechanical stimulation, mechanical forces, all these things um, are, are epigenetic tags that are passed on not only to our own replicating cells but um, can be passed to uh, the next generation. Uh, that's the way that we've gotten our genes this far. We've been able to alert our genes about the environment and let them make these uh, adaptive rapid changes um I'm not really one to believe that we've gotten here based on random mutations I right. I think that um you know evolution is more you know we have to give it more credit than than randomness so right. epigenetics explains how you know uh, we can have quick changes to our genetic code um based on quick conv- and that's that's how we a- adapt so quickly versus waiting for a random change to happen and um you know well, and then also random
0: so so, so. Inherited changes that are driven by epigenetics, they tend to stay because the conditions that they are prepared for appear to be in the environment. Random changes would be, be randomly in and out. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be consistent over time. So let, let's talk right. about something else now. So, and I want you to tell me if this is an overgeneralization because there's a lot more at play. But now, ever since your lecture, whenever I see somebody who looks like you know the the left side of their face and the right side of their face is so blatantly different that i i it's it it's it's obvious to anyone just looking at them i immediately start to think to myself do they chew exclusively on one side of their face uh, mouth or not is that an overgeneralization you think
1: well i mean it's you know, it's tough to, tough to say, you know, the also could be a sleeping position, heads like a bowling ball, so, you know, you can imagine if someone's sleeping on one side for 10, 15 years, that the pressure of sleeping could, could favor, you know, um Asymmetry, ah, interesting. Um, it, but it also generally is probably from uh, lack of chewing force for many not only right. months, many years. As you accumulate the, the the lack of chewing that humans are supposed to be doing, um, that's a cumulative effect. You start to see this asymmetry, um, and usually one side it just seems to be aging more rapidly than the next. So um, it's it's something that unfortunately is almost more common. Than not uh, these days. So, well, um,
0: here's what I want to do. I want to take our first commercial break, and when we come back, I want to talk about some of the case studies that you showed at the lecture, where you actually showed people over the course of a year. Now, in your case, and what we're going to talk about right now is using the homeo block, which is an actual uh, uh, appliance that someone sleeps with uh, to put specific pressures in place. But I want to talk about the the changes. In, an, in adult skulls that actually made these people look like they had facelifts. We're going to talk about that when we come back with Dr. Scott Simonetti. I promise you, you're not hearing this anywhere else but on Superhuman Radio. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs Lipospheric Delivery System. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com.
2: Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High-Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest high-protein potato chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be.
3: Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of H. Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H. Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try Hemp Company products. Search Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's H Hemp Company and code SHR. You've got your devices and apps that track your activity, workouts, sleep, and diet. You have your medical records and blood work. All this data and none of it is integrated, so you can see a true snapshot of just what progress you're making and where. Now you can securely centralize all this data and become the CEO of your health. Heads Up Health gives you powerful dashboards, charts, and tools to connect all your data into meaningful information. One seamless platform. Go to headsuphealth.com. Today, use code SHR and get 20% off your subscription. That's headsuphealth.com and use code SHR. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient, you know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific Branded product or formula, we'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying. Period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous, signing autographs, and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to AllAmericanBody.com right now. That's AllAmericanBody.com, and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results.
0: Whether your goal is to. Build- Build muscle or burn fat. You'll find everything you need at Redcon One. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon One. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E D C O N and the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking with Dr. Scott Simonetti. We're talking about forces on the jaw and how they will change... The way you look. Yes. So um, during the lecture, you showed videos of uh, several different people. Uh, some of the videos were just videos, uh, time-lapse, where you went over the course of a year, snapshot, snapshot, and you literally saw people with sagging eyes, um, uh, sagging lips, weak jaw, weak chin, uh, metamorphosized into people with strong cheekbones, Proud brows, uh, uh, their eyes got larger because the bone around the sockets actually started to pull the lids up. uh, And and strong jaws, strong chins, miraculously in a year, not a a hint of surgery. You also showed actual um, x-rays of the bone. As it became deposited up above the eyebrows and in in, above the side, I mean, it, it's it was so far reaching into the face. Explain that phenomenon uh, about these uh, these uh, these torsions and, and 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 pressures on the jaw.
1: Yeah, well, uh, first Ted Belfor, he's been using the appliance for probably fifteen years. He's the inventor, of the uh, the homie block that we uh, we use now. Um, and what it's what we see is um, a lot of times. It's, it's a predictable change, and it's an interesting change that's been happening. Uh, we used to analyze direct software, and what they're we're able to do is a third party who will uh, run the CBCT, that's cone beam data, before we start treatment and after. So we, we um, have this company um, analyze the data, essentially, and they show the changes that, are, that occur over time um, within the bone. Now, interestingly, what they showed was not bone in different positions, but it actually showed bone that was added volumetrically. Right. So it was actually um, a vo- you know, increase in the volume of you, the amount of bone. Literally,
0: I mean, in simple terms, people were growing bone where there was not bone before.
1: Yeah, in certain places that actually um, seem to oppose the, the, uh, the what we see in the normal aging process, which is around the orbits of the eye. So... Uh, as we get older, the orbits of the eye get bigger and bigger, and the bone resorbs, and our eyes get bigger, and the eyes droop, and there's more space, there's more sclera. You know, a person looks older, they look drawn. Uh, that's part of the normal aging process. But um, some, of the, some of the bone that's deposited um, or the bone that's changed uh, in, in the uh, some of the case studies, a lot of them have bone that actually makes their eye orbit smaller. So it's depositing along the zygoma and along the uh, the area and the frontal bone. So uh, one of the bigger changes why people, when you look at someone and um, you look at their cheeks, uh, the first thing you see is not only their eyes, but you see the zygoma. That's the cheekbone. And interestingly, we see, um, and the Analyze Direct Software team has shown uh, volumetric additions to bone, uh, which... Really, when you look at the facial photos, it makes sense. So if you, you look at the, some of the photos of a person looks like they may be more symmetrical or it looks like they have, maybe have wider cheekbone or the fat pad um, that usually droops is, is in a higher position, and your eyes don't really play tricks on you when you have this independently run CBC, CBC data, combian data that shows um, basically changes... They are corroborated by the facial photos, which are, that's why these are very powerful um, changes in, in in patients because it's not just a, a trick of the eye. We say, oh, maybe it's lighting or you know things that can be done. And you know, we never use the word uh, anti aging um, because it has su- such a negative connotation. We let you know people decide on their own what they're looking at, and we just try to provide the most um, independent um, third party data from from the case studies as possible. And you know some of the some of the uh data shows um, something that's pretty consistent you know we see pretty consistently and that's generally because we're using um, a certain type of force. so it's, it, we believe it's because of the unilateral uh bi-block technology that we that we use in all the appliances um which we, you know, uh, at this point find that it's pretty, it's pretty unique in the world. It is uh, patented and also no, several patent pending. Um, and this is the reason why we believe we see some of the, the, the major facial changes that are going in um, some aged adults.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. I want to I'll talk about homeo block, and then I want to get back on the path of just general chewing for a minute. So, homeo block is, is an oral appliance that people can get fitted. If someone's listening to the show and they think, you know, I would love to learn more about that, how do you find an orthodontist or a dentist who actually can fit you with one?
1: Well, they can go to um, facialdevelopment.com. That's facialdevelopment.com. And uh, see a lot of uh, case studies, maybe back from 2004, 2005, patients who have worn uh, the, uh, the appliance. It's, used, it's um, used as a functional orthodontic appliance. So a dentist who, um, a general dentist can use it, an orthodontist can use it. Um, so it's uh, it's a device that's um, removable and you only worn it at night. So it's not meant to be worn 24-7. Um, and that's one of the, the other reasons why we think we see uh, the benefits we do is because of the time frame we're using it. Which gets into one of the, you know, postulations uh, as far as what the mechanism is for this new bone development and this new bone growth that we see. um, You know, multiple multiple patients. It's not um, one random finding. It's uh, I don't want to say predictably consistent, but it's starting to seem that way.
0: So, so what you're saying is that there there are periods of time where these stresses uh, are added. And then there are periods of time where the stresses are removed so that the bone can then remodel. And we see this in weightlifting. We see this, you know, we talk about recovery periods. Obviously, if all you do is stress something over time, it actually can get weaker. So what you're saying is that there's a systematic period of, of stress, and then there's a systematic period of recovery where uh, the, 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 the bone remodeling and formation can actually take place once the signals have been put in place.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, if you peel back the onion and get down to, you know, why people develop bone, muscle, fat, you know, you have to talk about stem cells and what, what the stem cells are doing. And stem cells, um, like all cells, have, are very in tune and care very much so about their mechanical environment. They care about the forces. Every cell has a system in place um, tensegrity, essentially, where the, that's a support system for the cell that, that allows the cell to feel different pressures and give that information to the nucleus for it to react. So every cell feels a force, feels a mechanical force, um, and especially stem cells. Interestingly, there's been um, uh, many studies that show that certain, especially uh, J.J. Mao, um, has, has found that many stem cells want the cyclical changing force, a a stress, a strain, if you will, but the amount of force uh, really is not important. It just doesn't need to be extreme, but it needs to be changing and cyclical. It needs to be dynamic, which means you can't have it all consistently, constantly, all the time. You don't want a static force. The reason is a static force doesn't create change in the fluid around every cell, and that's um, that's what transmits information and um, enzymes and growth factors is the fluid flow. It's oscillatory fluid flow. So you need the, the movement of the fluids to go back and forth, back and forth. That's oscillatory. That's good. That's that, Versus a static force, and it may be in a, a high force and it may, could be continuous, but there's not much fluid movement. So what happens is um, a static force eventually – uh, will will make the fat, uh, stem cells go towards fat. So stem cells can have the ability to do different things, but they they are mutually exclusive to go towards bone or fat. So when we're talking about uh, bony changes, um, it's you know we postulate that there's a, there's a um, an, an environmental stimulus that's telling these stem cells. Uh, not only to proliferate, but become bone instead of fat, due to these, this certain force that's being provided, which happens to be a, a cyclical force that's not a, not over 12 hours. Um, and the reason it's cyclical is because when you when you wear the homeoblock, block, it has a unilateral um, bite bite block, and the, the when you bite into it, it's not a continual force. You will um, alternate you know, chewing. Yeah, forces, uh, but yeah, just
0: forces from the muscles on the jaw. Right, exactly. You just right,
1: so, so you see everything's kind of pulsating. And biting down actually has some benefits at night. It, it, it helps to flex the airway. Um, it also has the ability to possibly um, stimulate what's called the, um, the trigeminal cardiac reflex, the TCR. Um, and that's a really exciting... Um, we're
0: going to talk about that towards a little bit later in the show because I... I, I that's
1: we'll talk about the gum. Yeah, yeah, I, I the, yeah, gum, I, yeah. I,
0: and I like to chew gum when I train, and now there may be a benefit from it. It may actually help uh, regulate my heart rate and slow it down a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit. So sure. let, let's talk about gum now for a second. So um, not the traditional chewing gum that we buy at the candy store. Uh, but, but the original gum, right? We, with the word mastication and, uh, is a derivative, uh, to, and, and it, there's a gum that's made in, uh, in, in Greece. It's from the sap of the mastic tree, I think, is the name of the tree, but it's called mastic gum. And it's, it's very hard. It's very dense. Um, and most people wouldn't like chewing it because most people are used to chewing Bazooka Joe or, or some you know, trident where it really doesn't put up much of a fight. Do you think right. that's, that there's some value to chewing things uh, uh, rhythmically that produce that type of resistance and make the jaw create those kind of forces?
1: Look, if in this, in this society now, if, as long as you don't have jaw issues or TMJ problems, then I think that there's a requirement to chew more. So this gum you reference out of, uh, out of grease out of che 's Um, you know it's a it 's a resin uh, natural resin that uh, you really don 't dissolve it doesn 't weaken as you chew it um, really is a could be a, an interesting um, daytime treatment for for stimulating the lost chewing in modern humans let's let 's go with that premise that you know, no one 's chewing enough okay so um, maybe we, especially if we're doing protein shakes or having liquid diets, you're really not chewing. So, for those that, that do a lot of um, liquid dieting, and there's a lot of people out there that do that for, for different reasons, you know, this is a, probably a good supplement to um, to replace the chewing that should be should be occurring. So, in um, yourself, what you may be feeling is it's possible that you you know, weren't you know not chewing enough, and uh, your skull. Uh, your stem cells possibly were craving this stimulation that this gum has has been giving it. And, you know, you can chew it not only one, two minutes, but you can probably chew 20, 30, 40 minutes as as you, as you, as you work, um, different things. So, uh, I I actually,
0: I actually chew it while I'm training because I kind of feel like it's just something else I'm trying to build. So Ron Ron Penner was, was gracious enough to send me some for my birthday in June (laughs) and, um,
1: me as well
0: yeah and 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 but but I you know i didn't put a lot of thought into it. I just started chewing it in place of the I like to chew gum, I actually chew gum, I find that um throwing a piece of gum in my mouth after a meal stopped me from wanting to eat anymore and this this is a strategy I started using when I was three hundred and thirty pounds, so I do like to chew gum, um and I thought, well, instead of chewing chewing gum i'm going to chew gum mastic and uh and I literally was chewing it for hours a day. The first couple days, the next morning I would wake up, my the muscles in my jaw were so sore that I had a hard time opening my mouth completely. But after a week or so, that went away. I used to have TMJ. I used to have a clicking, not TMJ, but I had a clicking in the right side. So when I chewed on the left side, I had to be very, very thoughtful. I had to open my mouth wide place my teeth, and then vice down all the way to make sure that it didn't click. Well, do you know, after about a week and a half of that thoughtful chewing on the left side, I no longer have any clicking in the right side of my jaw. So it actually eradicated a problem that I had, uh, and I I attribute that to the building up. So I was telling Ron, my jaw muscles are so big. They've gotten so big over the past couple months because of chewing that gum. Uh, and, and, and here's one other thing that I've noticed. Uh, I sleep with a little nose CPAP and I, and I tape my mouth now. We're going to be doing a show about, on taping mouths for, uh, very shortly. And I tape my mouth and I also sleep with a jaw, a, a chin strap to keep my jaw closed. But even with all that, at 3 a.m. in the morning, like clockwork, when I go into my deepest sleep, I would still make a little snorkeling noise. That's it. Not not a gasping, not a snoring, but just a... And my app, my sleep app, actually would record and say, you snored for three minutes last night. You snored for a minute and a half. And I would listen, and it was always the same thing. It was more of a grumble. But since I started to chew the, the mastic gum, I feel like the muscles in my the roof of my mouth have gotten stronger i no longer snore in fact i have fallen asleep without the cpap i haven't slept with it without it yet and maybe i will in a few months of continuing to chew this but i've actually fallen asleep without the the, the nose pap and and i have not snored
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, You know, you're working muscles that you weren't working enough, apparently, as you see the difference in your face. But, you know, the other muscle that you could have been working more was your tongue. So, you know, you're training your tongue to move more, you know, literally exercising your tongue. more. your tongue is a muscle. So if the tongue is not flaccid, just like the airway, the airway muscles, when they're flaccid um, and not toned, that's when they can make sounds and collapse and and have sleep apnea. Uh, but when when they're toned they're less likely to have that. So it's possible that, you know, the your, your tongue was you know, designing a um, you know, a physical exercise also and by chewing and having your tongue, you know, concentrating on where that bolus of gum was on the left or the right or when you chewed and moving it you know, you're, you're the, the engaging tongue, the, your tongue the, the, continuously. Yeah,
0: because the tongue has to place it. So when when I want the gum so I would chew I would chew five times on the right side, five times on the left side. For hours. For hours. And so moving it over to the left side and holding it in place so that my jaw could, could, could close down enough to get a, get a bite on it, literally, and then push all the way through. I mean, my tongue was absolutely working. In fact, I noticed that my tongue was starting to get a little abrazed from the... Because that, that gum, like you said, it's a sap. Yeah. It's not gum. It's, it's, it's hard stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's rough. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the thing that we have to then mention, what was going on with the tongue probably and the way you felt better um, after, uh, after eating, um, well, it's a vagus nerve probably was being stimulated. So your vagus I mean, is wandering. It's one of the most important nerves in our bodies. It not only controls, it reduces the heart rate, but it, can, it, it innervates all our um, organs, um, For digestion too so it's inherently important in digestion so people who have high stress levels who have high sympathetic drive that's your fight or flight most of the times their vagus that's part of the parasympathetic their rest and digest is not active enough and that's a bad thing especially when you um, string months years decades together with that that's a very bad thing to have. Your parasympathetic, your vagus, understimulated. Um, you know that, that's a potential cause of uh, a lot of um, health issues and diseases, really. So when you when you chew and you're stimulating, um, probably the other thing you're stimulating is what's called the trigeminal cardiac reflex. I mentioned it briefly before, the TCR. Um, that's when um, when someone chews essentially or uses their trigeminal uh, nerve. that mainly your chewing. Um, muscles. Uh, that it, amazingly, it reduces an elevated heart rate and it reduces a blood pressure. So, when you see uh, in a sleep report um, someone who has a heart rate spike and a blood pressure spike, a lot of times it's accompanied by uh, jaw movement, and that jaw movement is a stimulation of what we believe is this. TCR, this trigeminal cardiac reflex, it's a defense mechanism. It's the body defending an elevated heart rate and defending an elevated blood pressure. Otherwise, it would go through the roof. So that's how it does it. And in, in stimulating it, we move our jaws, we crunch our jaws. So, also, a group out of Italy showed that um, when someone put, a, they did tests on 10 uh, young um, 20, 20, 30 year olds. And they put a little um, piece of metal wrapped around some cotton in their mouths, and they had them bite on it, kind of simulating chewing gum, essentially, for 10 minutes. And guess what they found? Their blood pressure and their heart rate was, was decreased for three hours after the event. And if they did it for 20 minutes, twice they took uh, two periods of 10 minutes, uh, then their heart rate and their blood pressure was decreased for eight hours. So essentially they did this, and they called it mandibular extension. Uh, it was a group out of Italy, um, I think 2015, and what to me as soon as I read that, I'm like, well, this is this is you know why people need to chew more, and also this is why people clench and grind. It's a defense mechanism, but it also could be why um, why you feel better. Well, people who are stressed, they put a piece of gum in their mouth. Mm-hmm. It relaxes them. The, the TCR explains well, why or,
0: or, or why people stress eat. We know people who stress eat. They say, oh, you know, I'm a stress eater. And I always thought it was because of the carbs, the sugar, the serotonin. And that absolutely that's could be part. part of it. But yep. part of it could be the fact that they feel the need to chew. Yeah,
1: you know, that's that's possible. I don't know if that research is out there, but that's, that's a really interesting thought. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, that's a possibility. Because when you look at you know, the TCR, and the, um, the new studies are coming out as far as the benefits of moving your mouth... And what it does, is it directly—it's directly reflex. It's directly connected to the vagus, so that's a quick action, very quick. So that is a inherent reflex in us for a reason. And yeah, it's maybe that's why people also will sit and you know. Eat a bag of chips when they're right. watching TV, or or when they're watching the news, the stressful news. They're sitting and they eat a whole bag of um, cookies, or so. I, I don't know, but it's. I got, like I got, feeling, I got there, a feeling, I got a feeling,
0: I got a feeling it's part of it. I really, really do. I really do have a feeling it's part of it. I want to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we've got a lot more to talk about. We're talking with Doctor Scott Simonetti. Pay attention to the chewing part, folks. Chewing is good for your face. It's good for your, the bones in your face. It's good for the muscles in your throat, and and in your mouth, your tongue uh Too many of us look for the mushiest, softest piece of food to eat. It could be a real, real bad thing for us. Stay tuned. Now, the number 1 best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at predatornutrition.com, Progenadrex, has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenadrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at
3: 5 stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out on the gym with a little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to
0: predatornutrition.com today and get Progenadrex. The world absolute best drug-free muscle gainer hey this is carl start your day just like i do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin c from live on labs you too can benefit from live on labs lipospheric delivery system no more pills or powders that's outdated technology live on labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system period learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing that's liveonlabs.com. L-I-V-O-N-Labs.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in can Eye Drops. I've been using can for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using Can-See Eye Drops for 11 years now and I credit Can-See Eye Drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-See Eye Drops improves the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansey Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. If
3: you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing.
2: A-tron-t-il.
3: Developed by a board certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts in the small bowel. That's why.
2: A-tron-t-il.
3: Works, while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found.
2: Atrandil.
3: Relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription, because.
2: Atrantil
3: Is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic, plus it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO.
1: A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L. Atrandil.
0: deal Even the name is proven to make you feel
3: better. Go to LoveMyTummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at LoveMyTummy.com LoveMyTummy.com who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory-direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can say big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results.
0: Mitochondrial and Is the holy grail of fat loss, making mitochondria work harder, raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save twenty percent off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com, Trojan Horse.
2: And click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars.
0: Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. We're talking with Dr. Scott Simonetti. What's the website that people can learn more about uh, the Myoblock?
1: There's facialdevelopment.com. We'll we'll give information on the homeo block.
0: Homeo block. I'm sorry. So I want to wrap this up and summarize. What should people take away from this discussion today?
1: Well, the fact that even as little as little kids, little infants, um, babies, baby foods—you know—don't be so quick to. Give kids mashed up food, um, you know babies can have the ability to chew food like adults, even without teeth so um, you know it, start, it starts from the beginning, the importance of breastfeeding all these mechanical forces that we were discussing today really start from when babies first born, uh, not only with the, with the, with a the mom but also um, you know the way um, the way they eat, the way they drink the way they do everything so um, it's important not only for uh, adults, but it's very important, maybe more so, um, in growing kids. So, you know, as soon as we people understand the importance of um, of chewing uh, proper foods and breastfeeding and starting out from the beginnings with with the proper habits um, and not looking for processed foods and trying to go for natural natural foods that maybe take more time to chew, more meat off the bone, if uh, you know more things that are similar to. Uh, the way we used to eat many years ago. Right. So um you know, we want to, many, many things in the modern world are just made for convenience, not really better. So, uh, unfortunately this convenience that we've put into everything is now starting to be detrimental in our development and now we're seeing problems of breathing that we believe is um due to a lot of uh, imp- improper strain for the last uh, several generations so
0: you know um, I, I i and i know you're italian but you know i learned from my father when i eat chicken i eat the ends of the bones i mean it's a, everybody jokes in my family um you know cuz it looks like a dog cleaned up the mess but i learned that from my father and um my father was a huge right. fan of Harledge. a stale piece of bread you know what I mean? And, and an onion and, and a raw onion. And I mean, those people chewed, they chewed. I mean, they chewed a lot and, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a sign of being uh, impoverished or poor. It was, it was just what it was. And today, like you said, we have liquid, this, everybody's drinking their calories nowadays. No one's chewing anything. And when you go to the restaurant, I always order a New York steak. I'm not a big filet fan, but some people like the filet. It's so tender. It's so soft. There's nothing to it. You don't even have to chew it most of the time.
1: Yeah. A lot of um, ancient man knew that a lot of the benefits were in the bone and the marrow and the cartilage. Right. And the connective tissue, unfortunately, we go towards um, just the, the meat, uh, the, uh, the muscle, um, and that's even like chicken, really. Chicken without the skin or without, on the bone is not as nutritious as if it's cooked on the bone. Now, those things are, are traditional ways that the man's done it for so long. And now, you know, for different reasons, oh, well, the skin's no good for you. Oh, you know, that's too much fat or whatever the case is. We try to simplify these foods and maybe we're stripping away, you know, the good, the good parts of them. Yeah, so, no, it's great. Um, it's not easy to tell someone, though, to go chew more. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to change the diet. It takes time. It takes months, and then it takes all family members to be on board, and it, it takes recognition um, of it all during the day. Uh, what we've tried to do is um, do something while people are sleeping. So when you're not thinking about it, Maybe let's have this, this force that um, is able to do things um, that you can't necessarily do during the day because you just don't have enough time. No,
0: and that, makes, and that makes perfect sense. That's really probably a much more sensible approach. But at the same time, getting people to understand the value of, of chewing tough foods. You know, when, when I was a kid, we used to have a saying, like if somebody complained about something, we would say, you know, uh, tough crap, chew harder. Who knew who knew that that was actually a good thing? we <laughs> you chewing harder is actually a good thing for you, so there you go.
1: yeah
0: All right. listen, thanks so much for being on the show today, Dr. Simonetti.
1: Well, thanks, thanks for inviting me, Carl. I enjoyed the time and I okay. um, hope some um some listeners um, you know opens up their eyes their minds for something, so uh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So. chewing is good. Let your kids chew. Uh, you know, we're even seeing it in pets, you know what I mean? Uh, I was just talking to Daniel Orego this, uh, this morning. He's just coming back from Brazil uh, from a pet a pet food summit there with veterinarians. Um, we see dogs developing all of these disorders of the gums and the teeth, and, and it's because they're eating kibble. They're not eating animals like they would – in the wild, they would run down a deer and they would chew on its bone and they would chew – it, 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 we're doing, every disease that we have, we're given to our pets now. It's really funny. It's not, but it's really funny.
1: So, yeah, well, and, it makes, it makes sense if, uh, we see it in, in humans and we're gonna see it in the, uh, the animals we take care of. Absolutely.
0: It, so. Absolutely. All right. Look, we'll have you back on the show soon, okay? Thanks a lot, Dr. Smith. Keep up the good work, Carl. Take care. All right. So, uh, that's it, man. And if you have young children, let them chew hard foods. Let them chew. Tough foods, you know? Don't don't go for the best cut of meat. Get the get the sirloin. Sirloin is considered a lesser cut of meat um, because it's a little tougher. The reality is it's less expensive and it's better for you. Uh and let your kids chew because it'll develop beautiful, uh symmetrical, well balanced faces. They'll be less likely to have obstructive sleep apnea. Uh there's just so many benefits. We were designed to chew and now all of a sudden we've gotten away from it, we have to return to it. All right, that's it for today. Uh, we're going to try something new on the Supium Radio website as well as iTunes. We're going to start splitting the show up into two hours. So if you just wanted to hear the show that we did for the first hour or the second hour, uh, you'll be able to do that uh, moving forward. So I'd love to hear your responses on whether or not you like that idea. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.